What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hour two, mornings with Sharp and Hanley, John Schreiner. Sitting in for Sharpie, who is on the call for some more Omaha men's hoops tonight and Saturday. They are on the road going up to the fine, fine state of North Dakota. Is that your favorite road trip? Because as the men are up in North Dakota, that means you are home with the exact same right. matchups. But uh, this isn't to like talk bad about any college town or any state in our great nation but uh, is that as far just from a travel standpoint is that one that you're like "Mm, let's just get that over with now yeah it's a long bus ride to grand forks like seven and a half hours so it's one of the longer ones that we do and man it as far as you've been there enough though have you found like fun things to do in both grand forks and uh, fargo i've heard good things about fargo yeah their women's coach is a friend of mine he says it's great people and a great beer drinking city yeah there are yeah the second part i don't uh disagree i've never been but i can only imagine have a ton to do fargo yeah fargo's a decent sized city you can find some things to do fargo's not bad the the least favorite trip is western illinois Okay, and Macomb? Macomb has a population of 15,000. And I was just looking this up because we were there last weekend. Putting like a Division I university in Macomb, Illinois, is essentially the same as having a Division I university in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. <laughs> they have the, essentially the same population. Yeah. That actually would have been yeah. good for you the other day to say that and be like, we'll be back with the tip-off right after this. Mm-hmm. Just my let that my, my pregame tweet was Macomb, Illinois, population Mavericks. Yeah, that's crazy. I see what you did. Yeah, it's it's there's just not much in Macomb, mm. and well, they, I mean they have a lot of trailer houses. There, there is that they have that going for them. We might need to see because um, you know we've we've enjoyed some unseasonably warm weather here the past week. Curious what it is up in North Dakota. Are they getting a, a bit of that too? Unseasonably warm there this time of the year would be what like. Two, <laughs> but fourteen. Be, yeah, like I, I should uh, should text Sharpie and see uh, when he gets settled in. Hey, I, I just want to get real this. Feel? It's out. above freezing. We were talking about is it bad? Oh, I don't. I'm gonna oh, look okay. it up. We were talking about bad press conference questions. Uh, strong pimp hand tweets in. Strong, uh, one of the, one of the best. Uh, Twitter Good morning, strong. And since it's Super Bowl week, we have to remember the greatest question ever when Doug Williams was asked. I always think, how long that. have you been a black quarterback? <laughs> That's always the one I think of. Even when Gary started the uh, uh, Nick Sirianni question, yeah. I went to that. Yeah, Because as bad as the, is this a must-win game when you're asking a coach about the Super Bowl, 
31 that's, to that, Dane Fargo, the, the Doug the Williams, how long have you been a black quarterback, might be the worst. <laughs> that's pretty that, bad. That very well might be the worst. Well, as long as I've been a quarterback. Yeah. Today in Fargo, 31. Okay. A little, a little breezy. Um, falling good. to near 15 by tonight. That's Winds could good. occasionally gust over 50 miles an hour Ooh. from the north-northwest. Ooh. 28 Wind tomorrow, buzzer. but hold on, hold on. Baseball weather Saturday, 36. Nice. Hmm. Hey, if, is, if what I've learned, and unfortunately I'll never forget the 2018 baseball season, uh, what I've learned is the real feel in the Big Ten. Keep that baby above 31. Two. You're good. Real feel, though. Not the temp, but the real feel. No, but back to your original question. I think like Denver's always a great trip. Minneapolis is a good trip now that St. Thomas is in. Kansas City's is a good trip. Yeah. There's some good cities in the Summit League. Yeah. Um, I'm going to spend a couple segments on this, too. So Nebraska loses last night to Michigan, 93-72. to So the Huskers, as it stands now, 11-14. and uh, They did, with that victory over Penn State over the weekend, as you know by now, uh, they did eclipse the 10-win mark, which now gives Fred the most wins he's had in a single season with Nebraska. Yikes. Yeah, I know. Uh, four and ten in conference play. It, last night wasn't pretty. You had a Michigan team that at one point led by 24 in the first half. Uh, Nebraska, they did sort of claw back into it right before halftime, and then uh, subsequently early in the second half where they went on, I think it was like an 11-0 run to come within nine. And, yeah, again, you're just kind of showing a little bit of uh, – little bit of bollocks, if you will. But at the end, we, we talk about this team, its roster, and especially with the injuries right now, uh, what you have, there you are limited, especially when a team like Michigan, who in the first half, they were just shooting at a ridiculous clip. I mean, that's, there's just so much you can do. But what was maybe the bigger story, and this was before tip-off, Trev Alberts, who was on hand, he was talking to some members of the media. And was asked about, you know, the the basketball program, its future, Fred. I mean, everything you could, you know, want to know as we're going into February. And we're wondering uh, what might be the future of this basketball program under Fred Hoiberg. Well, look, I know a little side media session isn't the end-all be-all when it comes to the ultimate direction of this basketball program. But if you're taking a lot of stock into what Trev Albert said yesterday before the game, and if you're Fred Hoiberg, I think you feel like you've got a guy who is fully supporting you and what you decided from a philosophical standpoint to go with this year. Uh, Trev said that he's seen very consistent progress with the basketball program. In fact, used the word undeniable when talking about the progress that Fred and his staff have made. He pointed out, I uh, said the staff Additions he made as he recreated his staff have been really, really good. Our team is really enjoyable to watch. Um, also talked a little bit about how the team has responded to Hoiberg's leadership and the changes this year. Uh, did mention that he, you know, was asked, or he, you know, he kind of did the old uh, ask myself a question and I'll answer it. He said, yeah. do, do I wish men's basketball had made a similar change two years ago in philosophy? Sure. But the change in approach is a 180. Also talked about it's not lost on him with the the guys that they've lost due to injury, especially with more of a defensive identity. And when you think about what we've been discussing for the past month 
And with every loss, when you do see, and even with Vandermill and Gary out, when you just see not having that consistent scorer or the guy that you know, hey, we need a bucket, we need a guy to just to cook, who's it going to be? We'll get into that part of it here in a moment. But you, you see where the roster is lacking. And then you kind of look ahead to the future and you see that, all right, you're going to be losing Derek Walker and Sam Greasel, and those are two obvious big, big cogs of what you want to do. But given what Trev Albert said yesterday, I feel like that gives you a pretty decent glimpse of where he's at in the evaluation process. Yeah, Fred's coming back. He is. I just, I, I don't, I, I thought he went out of his way to be very complimentary to the change in philosophy, what Fred has had to sort of adjust personally as a coach that has known a certain way of winning for so long and has had to really look himself in the mirror, look the program in the mirror, and say that maybe isn't best for us right now. And one thing that that Trev said that I do think some people could roll their eyes at, but Sharpie and I have talked about this too. If you watch this team and you do sort of compare the previous years, it is an entertaining team to watch. I, I would I would wholeheartedly agree with that. You know, he made reference, uh, Trev made reference also to the support and the way the fans feel connected to this team. And he you know pointed at the, the Penn State game, how many people showed up. Uh, Sharpie was talking about that as well. I was watching it on TV. It looked like a great atmosphere. If you were there, uh, you would have said the same thing. And you would not have thought that that was a team that was, you know, a handful of games below 500 and at the bottom of their conference. And this is the great thing about Nebraska basketball, that they are one of the most loyal groups of Nebraska athletic fans that you're going to find because they've, they just haven't experienced sustained success. And yet they continue to show up because they believe and that, you know, even if it's not going to be prolonged, that they're going to see, you know, something fun that day. Well, you got to have a fun product to do that. And there are a lot of times this year that you can say, yeah, this, this team is, it, it, it's easy to get behind them the way that they play. But I, I did think what Trev brought up as far as how maybe difficult it can be to go from one philosophy to another, one identity to another with a basketball team and now trying to build it to that while you hopefully find some scores along the way, uh, how challenging that can truly be. And from what he said, from what Trev said yesterday, you feel like he's more than happy with the, the, the lengths that, that Fred has gone this year. So I think what we know about Trev Alberts at this point is, yes, wins and losses matter, but it's not the end. If you are a coach who's willing to put mm-hmm. in the work, if you're willing to take criticism, if you're willing to take self-inventory and make necessary changes and show up to work every day yeah. and do the things that you're supposed to do to try and build a program, he's going to give you every opportunity to do that. He that That's what he was at Omaha, mm-hmm. right? The wins and losses were less important than where he felt like the momentum was with the program. I saw it firsthand when he was the athletic director at Omaha. Yeah. And Brittany Lang was the head women's basketball coach. They, you know, she had her contract renewed once 
And after that, that program is not winning a lot of games. But she wasn't fired. He gave her the chance to change her staff, mm-hmm. to try and change the, the makeup of the program because they were working at it. They were trying to make the necessary changes. And ultimately, they let her finish out her contract. It wasn't working out, and they went a different direction. Right? That's who Trev is as an athletic director. He's going to give you the opportunity to make the changes necessary. You're not just going to be hung out to dry because you lost a few games. Yeah. And that's where we are with Fred. Like he he tried to come in and do it the way he did it at Iowa State, and that was not working. So he's going to be given an opportunity now to to try and make these changes. And look, if he gets to the end of his contract and it hasn't changed, then he won't be back. Mm-hmm. That's how I that's where I think we are. And that's the way Trev has operated in the past as an athletic director. Yeah, and when he was flat out asked if Hoiberg was returning for a fifth season, I or nobody else would expect any different answer as far as giving the 100% without any type of uncertainty. Yes, he will be. What he said, though, again, I think sort of points you in that direction. And, you know, he, he talked about how he's not going to make a habit of, you know, making the declaration of yes, without question. But what he did say as far as between now and the end of the season, you know, he talked about recruiting. Going to be very important. He wants to see the team kind of growing. He's very interested in just their overalls. He said the compete level the rest of the year. Uh, he said he was in the locker room after the Penn State game, and he, he said it's a really good locker room. So, again, all of that, according to Trev, really boding well for Fred and an indictment of Fred's leadership and being able to, even with the disappointment, understanding that they have two major voids in that locker room when it comes to trying to be a, a solid defensive team when you don't have Bandamil and Gary, you're going to be limited even to what you can do to that extent. I mean, Michigan, again, they were hot last night. Well, Does Bandamil and Gary make a difference in the outcome? Maybe not. Do they make a difference in how effective Michigan is on the offensive side? Yeah, probably. That, that was my point, is you can really see, especially in that game last night, Nebraska missing its two best perimeter defenders. Yep. Because... Michigan had way too many open three-point looks in that first half. Mm-hmm. And they were draining them. Mm-hmm. If Mel and Gary are there, who are you know really good at closing out shooters, maybe not all of those three-point shots go in and it's a closer game at half. Yeah. Rather than Nebraska trying to claw back and get it down to single digits, maybe it is a single-digit mm-hmm. halftime deficit. And you leave some doubt in the mind of, of Michigan going into the second half. They had no doubt going into the second half. They were just feeling it, getting open looks, knocking everything down. And it, it showed up. I mean, Nebraska was missing its two big defensive pieces on the perimeter. Yep. That was the difference in the game. Michigan making outside shots. When we talk about the future of Nebraska basketball and finding the consistent score, is Nebraska, do, do they already have that on the roster? And we'll get into that because this is an interesting conversation that I'll, I'll be quite honest, didn't think I'd be having about a certain individual, but I think it's worth bringing up. Uh, we're going to do that a little bit later on. We'll also talk more about Creighton's big victory last night on the road, setting up for a big showdown against UConn this weekend, some more on the Super Bowl as well. But coming up next, going to talk to Sarah Baker Hansen, getting ready for the Super Bowl, but also some of those great finds throughout the city if you're looking for plans for Valentine's Day or any just going out and uh, looking for a good place to, to have some dinner. Well, Sarah's got all those answers. We're going to talk to her next.